Welcome back to High School Days. This is Season 1, Episode 4. On this episode, we welcome Helen Atkins. She's an Albuquerque native. She's a ceramicist, a painter, a muralist, activist, and arts educator. Hopefully you enjoy this episode. Let's jump right in. Um, I just want to welcome uh, Helen Atkins, and um, I'll let her introduce herself, um, but I'll give you a kind of a brief intro of her. I know you as a muralist, arts educator, activist. Uh, I think you're, you do so many cool things in the community. So I'll leave it at that, and I'll let you kind of introduce us uh, to, or introduce you to us. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, my name is Helen Julia Atkins. I'm an artist and I'm living and working in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I was born and raised here. And I've been involved in the art scene since I was 18. Officially, I would say I got involved with like a public art program, uh, learning mosaics and doing large scale mosaic sculptures and um, installations across the city. And after getting my degree at UNM, I've just been working pretty much full time as what you kind of described as an artist and an arts educator and activist. And I'm really involved in community engaged arts. Um, So right now I'm working for Off Center as their programs manager. And I'm working for a program of, and I should explain what Off Center is. Off Center is an open studio that's located downtown. Um, It's been open for nearly 20 years and we serve a population, uh, a lot of whom are experiencing or who have experiencing homelessness and it's a free studio that anybody can come in and create and so I kind of run their exhibitions and other programs Mm -hmm. and um, I work for other programs of different art organizations like the Harwood Art Center right now I'm working for their apprenticeship in art and social justice and so Mm -hmm. we're working at Mesa Verde Community Park Um, it's in the International District of Albuquerque and it's a five-year plan to create a series of lighted sculptures that engage the community and um, tackle issues of injustice and we hire youth so um, teens so high school age and early college age um, apprentices work on designing and fabricating a sculpture so we have one installed already and right now we're currently working on the second installation yeah and I'm also working on um, a gallery show that's coming up in October and other, um, you know, like personal projects. There's a mural yeah. that might be happening downtown. So it's a really busy time. <laughs> well, I, I think I think you're always busy though. Like I, I think it's just not a time. Like I, I feel like on your Instagram or even just having known you like in small parts through, through just like um, the after school programs and stuff that you do. I think you're always involved and always active. And I think that's so important. And, and oftentimes we overlook i think some of the people that are like on that at the like the forefront are like kind of uh leading the troops you know what i mean like um mm-hmm. and uh i think it's real easy to get caught up especially in the art world and like the glitz and the glam and oh yeah. so and so is putting out this print and so and so is like like and it's individual people like and um but I, I think like with you like i mean you just listed so many things and i i don't even think that covers everything that I know that you do. So um, yeah. I think that it's... covers, yeah, it covers what I'm doing right now. <laughs> now. <laughs> so that's, and yeah, like, that's why I like uh, going back to kind of my brief intro with you. 
um, you were doing that after school program at a previous school um, that I worked at and you were doing murals with, with kids and, and um, which was really cool because I think it's super important to keep, especially kids in low income communities and, and yeah. Title one schools, um, keep them engaged in the arts um, and, and giving them those opportunities, right? Because I feel mm-hmm. um, art is a very, you have to be very privileged in order to partake in it. Um, and you have to have resources and whatnot. And I think kids in, in those circumstances, um, because I mean, that's what I come from. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like it was opportunities that I really wanted. It wasn't ne- like necessarily like money or, or funding or mm-hmm. like, it was just people spending time with you and giving you an opportunity to, to be a part of something. And I think that was so huge. And I saw a difference in, in the students that you worked with because uh, I want to say most of the students that um, were in that after school murals program with you um, were in my art class as well. So I would see them and I would talk to them about it and just kind of pick their brain. What are you doing and how's that working? And, and then seeing them like on the news and like seeing them like unveiling their murals. And um, so it's really cool. Again, like I think you're, you are, are a part of a very, very like deeply rooted um, overlooked aspect of the arts community in Albuquerque, which is mm-hmm. very much like grassroots, very much tied to like community building and social justice and, and awareness and pride of, of who we are as New Mexicans and, and Burqueños mm-hmm. and Don't get me wrong, I feel like there should be continuous funding for arts programming, and I admit I am biased. Unfortunately, without funding, arts programming just has a tendency to disappear. Now I feel that when you couple strong funding with solid mentorship, that is where the magic happens. I can recall seeing Helen walk into my former classroom after school with a handful of oranges or a box of snacks for these students. Not only was she nourishing their belly, she was also nourishing their creativity. And I also remember her simply asking, hey, how was your day? What did you guys do at school today? I mean, that made a huge difference in the students that I saw in my class. Um, So with that, I'm curious though, like the the focus of of why I'm I'm doing this is, um, I feel like oftentimes high school age, right? So like 14 Mm -hmm. to 18, even like early 20s are really a crucial time for artists. Yeah. Uh, I think there's like, we could pinpoint probably like two or three decisions or a teacher or whatever that impacted us in, in a way that pushed us to where we're at now. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I want to know, like, first off, where did you go to high school? And then what do you remember, like, pushing you into the direction that you're, you're in now? Yeah, yeah. So much of like what you said just resonates with me a lot, because I went to high school at West Mesa High School, um, Mm -hmm. which is an old, an older school here. And it has like, kind of sometimes has a negative reputation. Um, Not it doesn't do the best in like scores and stuff like that. Um, And I have always been creative. And I would I would kind of dabble in a lot of different things. Like I was in band for a couple of years, I took shop and I took like ceramics and photography and all of that stuff. And it really did impact. my identity and my like ability to express myself and be like proud of who I am. But in high school, particularly, I went through like a little bit of 
I wouldn't say a little bit, a really big depression. I know that looking back now at the time, I didn't really have like the language or the understanding to describe it as such. Um, when I was like yeah. 16, I was in a relationship that wasn't very healthy and wasn't um, was semi-abusive and mm-hmm. I, it kind of caused me to fall in this depression. And before then I had been um, a really like active student. I always loved learning and um after that, I just like didn't have any motiv- motivation to like mm-hmm. go to school or I didn't care about grades. I would ditch classes like crazy. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden failing classes, which wasn't necessarily like a norm for me. Mm-hmm. And my art experience really pulled me out of that and like sort of like flipped the script for me. So I had really amazing teachers at West Mesa and it was my um, art teacher, Miss Perkins, my ceramics teacher, Mr. Woody, and my creative writing teacher, um, Mr. Bernier. And they were just super understanding. And I would like ditch classes sometimes and go to their class. <laughs> and I, they just like let me have free range, right? Like they let me mm-hmm. like use whatever materials I had or write about whatever I wanted to write about without like censoring me. Mm-hmm. And um, then I started to get involved with like the AP the AP, the advanced placement arts Mm -hmm. um, classes, which like involve creating a portfolio. And I think like having the freedom that those teachers gave me, but then also having to like really think about like making something that was cohesive and that was strong. Like it really, it, it just pulled me out of that depression. And it sort of was Mm -hmm. like this thing that when I felt like I couldn't do anything, I could do this. And I thought I was good yeah. at it. Like I felt that I was good at it. And that yeah. um, really like really changed things for me because if I didn't have that and I was going through what I was going through, I don't really know where I would end up because I think like a lot of your high school and college years can be just really fun, but also like really isolating and lonely. So yeah. the, the arts are like these things that are there for us. Um, when it feels like nothing else is. So yeah, yeah, it was completely transformative for me. I truly appreciated Helen opening up and being vulnerable with her story. She mentions mental health and I feel like that is an area that needs more attention in both teachers and students. As students grow older, it seems like their stress grows with them, whether it be because of ACTs, SATs, AP tests, college, or even just high school in general, it seems to debilitate them at times. As far as teaching goes, I'm taken back to my first week of teaching. After a whole week of PD, we were at a teacher get together and a veteran teacher pulls me aside. He asked me, what are you doing this weekend? And I said, well, I'll probably come back to my classroom, pick up a little bit, get ready for next week when students get here. He gave me this look that I'll never forget. And then he said, you know what? If you're going to last in this business, you have to remember something. It's a marathon and not a sprint. I keep those words with me to this day. Thanks, Mark Daniels, for those words of wisdom. Yeah, I, I, I kind of chuckled in, in a part of what you, what you just said about like how you were ditching and going like to the art teacher's classes. Because yeah. uh, as, a, as a teacher, I'm not going to lie. Like, I know it's bad, like, but these when kids show up and they're kind of like, I, I'll send them away eventually, but I'm just like, it kind of feels good to know that they like yeah. appreciate you that much that they're coming and they want to stay with, 
with your class or or even if they were like hey there's a sub like I just want to can I just work and it, it's mm -hmm. more like just to hang out a little bit with you um yeah so that feels good when when that happens although uh I I do end up having to send them back or whatever <laughs> but uh but yeah and then yeah I think like like what you said I mean so much of what you said like just the even just like the well I mean first off I want to thank you for being vulnerable about like some of the stuff that you mentioned um because it is important I think in terms of um mental health um yeah and and at that age and especially in high school and middle school like it, we don't have the language at times we don't have that mm -hmm. experience that life experience to really define or like or or say or state what what it is that we're going through and um yeah so yeah having that those outlets again like you I found myself in the art classes um especially like um my senior year like I I, I played basketball throughout high school and and that was a big reason as to why I, I stopped taking art was because of just like comments being made by by other people like oh you're in art and mm -hmm. like kind of just bashing on the stereotypes and whatever and yeah so for me I would have much rather had friends and and been a part of like something like a basketball team than to mm -hmm. be in this class that I loved and and be made fun of or made feel like I was weird yeah. or even then start thinking about like the future and and well what does it look like can I even make a living mm -hmm. uh doing art like how why am I even taking this class if it's not gonna serve me later mm -hmm. um because my head was there like I was already thinking about like yeah college and and what like I, I want a family eventually so how how am I gonna kind of mm -hmm. create my structure and, and a foundation that's gonna help me get there but again yeah. not till I came back to the art classes did I feel like that structure was really being built and that foundation was really being laid out um mm -hmm. so yeah I think that's super important to recognize like the mental health aspect of of those years um mm -hmm. and as a teacher like I I'm trying to be as aware of that as possible um and I mean I talk to kids a lot like I even I mean in class at times or definitely outside of class like I'll bump into them in the hall or whatever and and uh and just as a check-in right because I I yeah. do recognize that and and that's one aspect that I want to be, I guess, uh, at full level of empathy with is uh, mm -hmm. is just knowing like these are people they're going through stuff like um, yeah. I don't follow them home and, and see exactly what it is they live um, and go through. So, yeah, I think yeah. that's a huge, a huge uh, important note to take um, as a community, not just like as as teachers or but as parents, as neighbors, mm -hmm. as friends, like it's it's important that we we take care of each other uh, especially yeah. in those like super malleable vulnerable times where i mean in an instant like uh, one yeah. instance of trauma good or bad i mean could really dictate um i think our future and and decisions that that will follow that will obviously also impact that um mm -hmm. so cool i thank you again for for being like willing to open up and, and be vulnerable about mentioning some of the the stuff you said um so uh i'm curious if you were in are you were you a part of like any other like activities or clubs or you had mentioned like band and stuff um do you like what is your most memorable thing about high school like what do you what do you like first thing that you think about when you think high school yeah so i wasn't really like involved in a lot of extra 
extracurricular activities. I just, I, I really wasn't, but I kind of like I described floated around between things. But then in my like later half of high school, I got really drawn to the art room in general. So they're like in West Mesa, the three major art cl classes are in their own like standalone building, or at least they were when I went there. And so my memories of high school are that building, <laughs> mm -hmm. are like going to those classes. And then also like I had a really good group of friends, um, a lot of whom were older than me. So they graduated um, before me and we're still friends to this day. So when I think of high school, it really is like the community that I made who were artistic, all of them and um, creative in some capacity. And then the, the classrooms, like the art rooms. And so like I have this memory of like, I was in trouble for, I think, leaving campus because <laughs> we would like ditch and try to get off campus. And um, so I had to go to, I, God, I forget what it's called, but there's like school jail. I don't remember what it's called. It's like I ISS? <laughs> ISS, there you go. And I, remember, <laughs> and I remember like trying to, because I, I was really eloquent back then and I, I was really well-spoken. So I could get my way out of like, talk my way out of a lot and I remember like talking to the ISS teacher and like getting them to let me go to the art room so I could pick up supplies and come back and so I remember being in um in that class for like three days straight and mm -hmm. being able to like leave and get like and working on my projects while I was in like the school jail and it was just so <laughs> funny because like that my teachers knew and they were like super supportive and like giving me the supplies and who knows if they were breaking, you know, actual rules, but they were like super supportive about it. And then yeah, like my friends coming and bringing me stuff too. So yeah, yeah. like that's a real strong memory to me. <laughs> that's <laughs> about interesting my high school because I think, well, you make a couple of points that are really interesting, especially because of the, our social climate right now, like that whole idea of school gel and, and yeah, like I'm just like, I'm reading some stuff and, and there's just these ideas and I'm just like, yeah, like it's so true. Like it, that, that fear and that kind of institutionalized like mm -hmm. aspect of, of a jail at times, like it, it's, it's there, it's real. And um, yeah. anyway, but that's a, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but um, yeah, but like uh, there are kids like that, that would come to like this, this past year, I remember and, Hey, Mister, I'm in. I'm in ISS, uh, and I forget. There's a term that we're we're re, they returned it and uh, at my school, and um, they were like, so I'll be there, and I just wondered if I could take clay or if I could like take. Yeah. Can I work on my project over there? And and oftentimes I would end up just telling them, you know what, just tell them to let you come here. And I knew the like the director of the program, and so mm -hmm. he would just, oh, you're with Mister Palomares. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go. The topic of in-school suspension, or ISS, comes up, and it made me think of how at times there are systems in our schools that do function like jail. And due to the social climate in our country right now, I want to share something with you as to why art is so important, especially to our students of color. To reference Dr. Bettina Love from her book, We Want to Do More Than Survive, Abolitionist Teaching and the Pursuit of Educational Freedom, quote, for many dark folks, art is a home place. Art is where they find a voice that feels authentic and rooted in participatory democracy. Art can give this world hell. Art is a vital part of abolitionist teaching because it is a freeing space of creativity, which is essential to abolishing injustice." End quote. 
Yeah, so I, I want to like, like hearing you say that um, about how much the art room meant to you. And me as, a, as an art student, especially like I said in my senior year, like it, it did mean a lot then, but I feel like it, it's nice, like it's reaffirming to hear you say that because I feel like this year was, was tough because it was the first year again for me. It was year one at, at the school I'm at now. And, um, but feeling like I made those connections with kids and like for them to feel safe, to come back, check yeah. in, want to work or whatever, like, and hearing you say that, it just, it feels good to know that like, may, maybe I might not see it like anytime soon for a, a huge majority of the students, but hopefully mm -hmm. one day they look back and they'll be like, you know what, actually, I was really comfortable in that class. Like I felt like I belonged or I felt like mm -hmm. there was a sense of community or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, that's cool then. Um, I, I, so I asked you about um, like clubs and stuff that you're a part of, like what, what other like memories do you have? I know because there's al always like stories around like dances and, and activities like that, like out of school activities. I don't know if you have mm -hmm. any interesting things to, to talk about. Yeah, there's a few that come to mind. So um, there was like the Metro Youth Art Exhibit and I, yeah. or some version of that. Um, yeah, and, it's still and around. Awesome. Yeah, I was really involved with that, like my last two years of high school, um, my junior and senior year. And my senior year, I was actually like involved in the portfolio section. So where yeah. you like the portfolio and I got a scholarship from it. And I think that was very like reaffirming as well. Mm -hmm. um, and and it was cool. Like it was just cool to, to meet other students across the city who are also involved in public school art <laughs> to kind of like, yeah. I don't know, get the glimpse into the the world before you enter mm -hmm. college yeah and then for our my prom my senior prom i like got this dress from buffalo exchange it was like a vintage dress and i ended up like redoing it like taking the inside out and like sewing a different slip in and it was a total shit show but it came out <laughs> looking really cool but yeah it was like it was really difficult and it took like months and months and months and i made this like feather piece that went in my hair and like I don't have any photos of it I, I don't have any photos from that night and I just remember all of the like prep yeah into into it and the night was pretty fun but I remember like when I got home I was like man I put a lot of work into yeah. this <laughs> and, and your but family was, doesn't like, have any photos or anybody like they didn't like take the the generic like wait at the stairs and take a photo of it no you know I was kind of like for some reason it's a part of my personality where I'm like, I kind of avoid like, um, like photos and like, oh, yeah. dance and like, like I didn't really make a big deal about my graduation ever. Or like, I didn't like parties like that. I would just kind of go to other people's and I kind of, I do have some regrets around that. Um, but yeah, like I do, I also very much remember a lot of things. Yeah. So, um, I do remember like the whole experience being more of this, like almost art project, <laughs> like what's my look going to be. And yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was that's, interesting. that's cool because I remember like in high school, um, like any opportunity to be creative, like in any class, I was all about mm -hmm. it. Like whether it was yeah. like, I was always like, and even to this day, sometimes like when I'm at like teacher stuff or like uh, professional development meetings or whatever, they're like, Oh, we're, who has like, handwriting that wants to write or whatever like and there I'm like oh I'll do it or oh you're the art teacher like and I always end up being that guy you know what I mean making the poster mm -hmm. or writing or and and I've kind of 
own that. Like, and I don't, it doesn't bother me, but it's, I mean, it was, I was the same way in high school where, okay, you need to make a, a poster and whatever. And I wouldn't just make a poster. I mean, I'd go get like tea and dye the paper and burn the edges <laughs> and make it look like yeah. this vintage map and, and really go all out. And so I, I, I hear you on that, on that aspect of like, really like trying to make that dress like pop and then do your thing with. And so that's cool. Um, I do want to bring up Metro because you had mentioned Metro and uh, mm -hmm. it was funny. So funny story is um, I, the majority of my teaching career so far has been in, in a private school. And, um, mm. and then I remember like in, in private schools, it's kind of tricky, right? Cause there's a very limited art contest that we can, we can take part in. And there's like a big mm. one that's like, the whole Southwest. And that was like the main one. And I was just like, why don't we have any like local opportunities? Like, so I remember reaching out to the district to APS and, um, and I was just like, Hey, like, can, is there a way that we can enter? And they were very adamant. They said, no, like you guys are a private school. This is like public schools only. And back then I was like, huh, like oh, whatever. And, but now I'm like, now that I'm on, on the public school side, I'm like, that's cool. Like that they've, they've claimed mm -hmm. that like that space, they dedicate it just to ki the kids in public schools because I mean, in the private school, there's other opportunities. There's access to all kinds of yeah. other stuff that kids in the public schools don't have. And that's just mm -hmm. the reality. And um, yeah, so it was really cool. And, but the other thing about Metro is I, and any like art shows really that, that come up or like any emails I get, I'm like trying to push kids to like do stuff and, and okay, you're going to do this and you're going to do that and let's get your piece ready. And, and kids, I think, I drive them crazy at times because <laughs> I can foresee like them being successful. Like I, I think as we get mm -hmm. older, right. Like you can see kids that are driven kids that have that like knack for like social justice or whatever, like in the programs mm -hmm. that you do. And it's like, no, like I'm going to push you. And, but at times they're just like, especially in high school, like they're just like, dude, like you're just some older dude, like bugging me. Like, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to make my, my vase or my pot and like, don't even like, just leave me alone. And, but, yeah. uh, but it's cool. Like, cause I think, I think Metro is a really good opportunity to see kids artwork. So yeah, if anybody gets a chance, it's usually in the spring um and it was up for a little bit this year but then because of the covid situation mm. they actually couldn't do the like the the closing ceremony the night of the Aww. closing ceremony i think was the night that the state shut down like uh, the large gatherings so yeah they, they pulled the plug on that and uh which is unfortunate because i i well i luckily got to see the show before it closed but there's so much cool stuff so many like pieces that you're just like like man like yeah, if I were that good in high school, um, it would have been really cool. But uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, we used uh, to have like a whole night of it, like we would yeah. get together and like go go to the show. And it was like our my first glimpse at like an art show, right? Or my first experience at that. And I remember I like, it was just this cool social thing, like, all of my friends would go and we'd usually like, party afterwards, <laughs> but yeah. we'd be celebrating like it was cool to have our work be seen in like, yeah. outside of the school walls and I think yeah. I really really love to bring that opportunity to APS yeah. kids because they don't they just don't get it public school kids don't get it as often and no you're yeah. right and and yeah I think that's important to to honor that aspect of of their those those students right like that mm -hmm. that are the arts kind of artsier kids um and that was a hard part for me in high school is like I was like too artsy to like be like 
accepted like fully by like the basketball and and like jock crowd but then I was like too much of a jock to be accepted by like the art crowd so I've always yeah. kind of like just floated and um and yeah I think it's important to uh, have those spaces right like mm-hmm. and, and I mean I mean we think about like the collegiate level right where they're dropping millions of dollars on like football teams um especially yeah. ones that aren't always that great um and <laughs> And yet the arts kind of suffer because of it or they don't have the proper yeah. facilities or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah, it's nice to, to acknowledge like both sides, right? Try to upkeep. If you're mm-hmm. going to offer to one kind of uh, a demographic of student, like we should have other opportunities for these other demographics. So cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of want to do a lightning round with you and just kind of <laughs> like throw out like uh, either situations or or like a, a comment and see like what comes to mind like first thing um about high school is that cool okay yeah okay so the first one um and i've done this on on all the episodes so far um so i'm interested to see what you say uh what is your most memorable like school lunch or or meal in general from school like what was the most memorable one and it could be good or bad i guess so uh one time I ditched campus <laughs> and I had I had like money that I I I worked at a nail salon illegally during my high school. So I had money that day and I bought all me and my friend we bought all of our friends Wingstop and then we brought it to campus for lunch and then we like shared it with everyone in the hall and I remember like it was just it was just so much fun <laughs> like bringing this like outside food onto campus and having this feast with everyone cool that's 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 interesting because like I think I've only had oh no I I lie there are a couple people that do actually mention a school meal but I think the other people have mentioned like off-campus food like coming to (laughs) campus so yeah okay um the next one is uh I'm wondering who like who was like your favorite artist or like like popular artist whatever like just art person that you like were digging or vibing like during your time in high school that really like you feel to this day like stands out to you it's well it's musical but it's radiohead and mm-hmm. that just influenced everything i did in high school i was such like a nerd for radiohead when my middle school and high school days and i would like make art pieces with the lyrics on them and yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you are, have you ever seen them live no, I would die. <laughs> I would literally die. <laughs> That's funny. I, and see, I was just about to ask you the next, the next question was going to be um, around music. Like, what were you listening mm-hmm. to, like, during that time? Or since you'll probably say Radiohead, I'm curious, like, what song it would be or, like, what song stands out to you the most? So it was the whole In Rainbows album. And mm-hmm. I still recommend it to this day. Like, I, I listen to a lot of different things, but that album is just is is very good and <laughs> i would just listen to it kind of on repeat <laughs> yeah why <laughs> i don't it's like you know it's it was you know i i, I was in high school during like the emo days right like yeah. the scene uh like a little bit after that but um i feel you. so it has that like <laughs> that it has that like <laughs> it has that feeling of like emo sad music but it's also like i don't know i it felt very adult to me at the time too. And I think when you're that age, you kind of want to seem older than you are. Yeah. So I don't, it's good music though. Yeah. I stand by it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I do want to, there was one thing I wanted to pick your brain about 
um, because I think it was a really awesome project that you did and you were involved, you collaborated with a couple other artists, but um, I wanted, maybe you can tell us more about um, the Plates Against Patriarchy project that you did. Yeah, so that was with Jordan Bernicke and Monique Rivera, who are both um, local ceramicists and artists. And um, it was a project that was community engaged and it invited women from all over the nation to share their photos with us and to share a story, um, a narrative or whatever they wanted to about their experience living in a patriarchal society. So um, we, we sort of, when I was in college at UNM, I was the director of the art, art and craft studio that's on campus. It's in the student union building. It's in the basement. And um, Monique and Jordan both worked there and we all kind of hung out there and we would, we would kind of just like hang out, make things. And then also just be talking about life and our experiences and like what was going on. And I graduated. And then the next I, I went on kind of like a trip and then I came back and Trump was our president, which was horrible. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we were just kind of like, it was this feeling of like, what should we do? What yeah. can we do? And uh, like I said, I had just graduated. So I had a little bit more time on my hands. And at that time, like we were just talking about so many different ideas, radical ideas. There was this idea to like buy a double decker bus and distribute plan B and have like art installations. Mm -hmm. But um Plates Against Patriarchy was the one that kind of landed and was feasible for us at the time. And it just happened because I was I was doing these portraits on ceramics mm -hmm. and Jordan was making these um, pieces with like these wonderful like calligraphy and floral embellishments. And then Monique is just like this amazing potter who can throw anything perfectly <laughs> and and we were just there all working on our stuff. And then all of a sudden, like a lightning bolt, I was like, wait let's let's combine this let's do this and then jordan was like yeah and we'll call it plates against patriarchy and we were like yeah it's paps like a pap smear and it was just kind of like <laughs> it was just born and yeah. so we started by making our own we made portraits of each of us on a plate and we told our own story and we applied for a gallery exhibition and we got it and then we put the call out and we had about 40 women total um, participate and tell a story and yeah it was like a year-long endeavor and it was so something I'm super proud of yeah no I mean and I think all around it was such a gorgeous project I mean I'm I'm so like yeah like I don't even know where to start with the current political situation because I mean having a daughter and she's only two but there's days I'll just sit and like stare at her and know that she's up against like all these things that mm -hmm. I mean, she didn't ask for and doesn't, doesn't deserve. Um, but mm -hmm. again, I mean, you're somebody else's daughter and Monique is somebody else's daughter and Jordan is somebody else. You know what I mean? Like their mothers yeah. there. And so it's, I, I don't know. I, it just, you're that, that project was just all around, like a beautiful project, I think. Um, and I think it's, I, I hope that we get to see it in, in other forms, maybe. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, if people haven't seen it, I mean, they need to like Google you and, and, and plates against patriarchy because they were yeah. porcelain plates, right? I think the majority of them were porcelain. Yeah, they're porcelain. And Monique had thrown one plate before. And then when we came up with the idea and she was, I was like, 
do you think you can throw more plates? And she was like, I'll try. And she just became a master at it. Like, I can't even like explain it. And, you know, we see this sort of, um, even before this project started, we would talk about clay and porcelain in particular being this like metaphor for women, how like people have this connotation of porcelain in particular being domestic and Mm -hmm. being fragile, but porcelain is actually like one of the strongest, Mm -hmm. most fortified clay bodies. And, you know, so with that whole idea of like through the fire, the experience um, hardening you. And then the other thing was like, as friends who work and, you know, studying together, we would like bond over the horrible stuff that's happened to us. And we were kind of like, we don't want that to be the, the default truth for women. So, you know, this kind of was that, that response. Yeah. Um, I I mean, that's so good. I mean, it's just your explanation is so good. And it made me think of a conversation I had with some girls this year um, in my ceramics class. And they were, they, I mean, as art teachers, we hear all the dirt, right. And, kids spill all the tea in our class and (laughs) so I I overheard this girl yeah he's like this 20 year old guy he's been messaging me like and I was like do you do you I was like you need to talk to somebody about that like oh it's okay like I already told my parents like they they whatever and but then another girl yeah that I mean random guys message us all the time and I'm just like really and then like next thing I know like there's like four or five other girls like talking about this and I'm like is that like maybe I am naive in in the sense that is that the norm now? Like, just like, I don't know. It just, it didn't sit well with me, but I'm just glad that (laughs) she had already spoken to her parents about it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I don't know, like, yeah, the, the culture around, around women. And it's just, I don't know. It's, 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 it's too much sometimes for me having a (laughs) two-year-old daughter, but, um, yeah, like I think the project all around is just like a, a, is awesome and amazing. And I think, it'd be awesome to see it travel. Um, I don't know if that's in the plans for you guys. um, But yeah, you know, we're, we're trying, we apply for certain things. And I think we'll get we'll get something soon. Um, Jordan had a baby, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like halfway through the project, she got pregnant. So, you know, she's slowed down for a little bit. But I think we're gonna, we're gonna get back together and do something for sure. We never fully stopped. We've been writing proposals and that's, you know, thinking so. Well, on, on that note, like, where can people find out information about you or like, what are your handles um, on social yeah. media, any websites that, that you want people to know about? Yeah, so uh, my website is HelenAtkins.com, H-E-L-E-N-A-T-K-I-N-S.com. Um, and I have, you know, information about the community projects I'm involved in mm-hmm. and um, the my solo endeavors as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then platesagainstpatriarchy.com has um, an archive of stories and plates and also just more about us and how we founded that. And my um, Instagram is Helen Juliet uh, underscore art. Cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. So definitely I would recommend people go follow you. Um, are there any other organizations right now you want to give a shout out to or like mention just just so people know where they can connect with you or I know you mentioned off center. Are there any other places that you would want to mention? Yeah. You know, off center, that's where I'm, you know, my day job is. And then the Harwood art center is where I have my studio space and I'm involved with a lot of their programs as well. Um, And they're just an awesome organization that I recommend everybody Mm -hmm. get connected to and see their diverse um, programs because they have something for everybody. So for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's definitely a gem in the city. Um, mm-hmm. I've taught there a couple of summers um, f- 
for the the summer art camp for kids and yeah i mean it was just, it's such an amazing experience it was so cool um yeah and yeah so awesome well um i thank you so much for joining me and i appreciate your time um i look forward to seeing all the cool things that you keep doing and all the all the kind of things you're shaking up in the community and and all the kids that are going to benefit from you and, and the community as well um so thank you so much Thank you. It was great talking with you. All right. Take care and we'll, we'll keep an eye out on all the stuff you're doing. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to High School Days and thank you, Helen, for joining us. You can send us questions and comments to highschooldayspod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at highschooldayspod. Take care. Until next time.